I'm afraid I have terrible news to start this one off. I uh, didn't notice until pretty late, which is made worse because I'm so far behind on editing. But um, Daniel's audio for episode 42 is corrupt. So episode 41, he was it was recording from the wrong mic. Uh, 43 is also going to have that same incorrect mic. Unfortunately, we we didn't catch it in time. Uh, we do catch it by 44. Uh, but again, the damage had already been done. So we got nothing from him in, in this episode. And uh, it sucks because I think we had a great discussion otherwise. This was one of our longer episodes, pro- probably our longest for St. Seiya, which um, we covered episodes 40 through 42. And uh, what really stinks is the biggest chunk that ends up getting cut, uh, which I'm including some of this. I'm including some of the things that I said that work in isolation sort of as stand-ins. Not stand-ins, statements. Goodness. Um, I'm probably not going to edit this either. But uh, it can, some of the things I mentioned, you'll hear them kind of cutting in and out like you're missing one side of the conversation because you are. You're also missing some things that happen in between because I just had to chop it out. It wouldn't have made sense on its own. But for what's there, I think you're getting you know some some quality of commentary on episodes 40 through 42. Um, the, the biggest shame about this is that we, we genuinely enjoyed these three episodes, but most of what remains was when I would go on a rant about something I didn't like or something I wanted to change. Uh, I, I think suddenly me wanting to change things was because I was, I was having a good time watching these. Um, there's still some things in there that we liked, but, uh, yeah, just unfortunate. Breaks my heart because otherwise I I really liked this one. So uh oh well. The I th- I think the gist of these was uh we we kind of liked the episodic structure. Uh, we liked that we had stakes now, but um there were a few other things that were still goofy, which is unavoidable since it's say say a uh. So yeah, if you want to continue listening, go ahead. But this is not a traditional episode. This is basically a highlight reel that's been really chopped up and trimmed down from some things I said that could work as commentary. And I just kind of saw this as, well, I'll put the work in so at least it's better than nothing. Um, But eventually the problem does get fixed. So yeah, hopefully this doesn't happen again. Uh, And that's after episode 43 is also from the the wrong microphone. So, uh, sorry, Sakugan as well. You also got kind of messed up. Finally, back to Saint Seiya, and boy, were these episodes good? So it's episode forty through forty two, and they were all good. They were all well made. It it was like ther like therapeutic for the show because. Suddenly, here, uh, I wrote this down for episode 42, but it applied to 40 and 41. I I wrote down, finally, structure, focus, and energy. Yeah, it feels like, oh, now the show starts. 40 episodes in, now there's actually a TV show we get to watch. It's like suddenly there's like payoffs and things that are happening. Also, it feels like the episodes are made to be like an episode. It doesn't feel like some just random 
list of plot points or distractions that are just happening for this amount of time until the credits roll. Like I wrote down, I was like, <laughs> this is before I knew that all three of them were going to be good. But when I was watching 40, my first note was like, this is a great reintroduction back into the show and an all around great episode. Like the way it kind of brings you back up to speed on things was like, weirdly efficient and it didn't waste time and one of the thing what one of the um the factors contributing to that is all of the important people that matter at all right now were all gathered into one place so instead of being spread out and having their own little misadventures and uh it finding unique ways to waste your time it was like as soon as sheer you came back at the end of uh, 41 it was like okay now we now we really have no loose ends like there's no one else in this world that i really care about like there's Iki, but what what is Iki really up to yeah and he's gonna turn up at some point during this this uh little saga that they just set up where they're going through all the gold saints it's like Iki's going to turn up eventually we don't know when it's just a, a matter of I mean, yeah, we we know he will. It's just a matter of when. <clears throat> and he does get brought up. In a kind of, I mean, there's at least two BS things that happen in these three episodes. One of them being, oh, where did Shun get that power upgrade? It was just from a flashback he conveniently had back to uh, when Iki tells him something about about fate, how his fate is not sealed. That uh, there were there were a few things where I'm like, okay, now that the show actually is running, (laughs) like now that the engine started, I can start criticizing the smaller things, which like the whole thing with him, like pointing out like, hey, this is just like Andromeda and Greek mythology, how she had to be sacrificed to Neptune. And it's like, okay, you could have just let that be. You didn't have to point that out at all. You could have just had it be like the Andromeda Saint is being chained up and sacrificed in order to appease the evil Pope who's coming after all the other people from Andromeda Island because that is where the, uh, what did they say? That was where, it was where the, the savior came from. I don't, I don't even remember if I'm sure who they were talking about. Were they talking about the good Pope or what? It's kind of vague because they, they attacked the Andromeda Island for some reason. And it, this was like actual payoff to the whole secret war thing that they hadn't brought up in a very long time. But like bringing up that it was like, oh, this island was like we had heard rumors that like the Pope is compromised and he might be like giving giving orders that uh, aren't related to uh, um, appeasing Athena. It was like they may have gone rogue. We heard rumors. Well, and there's June who wants to warn Shun. She's like, this is about to happen. Also, uh, she she has my favorite design of any of them yet. I think all of. Well, but she has like Bowser shoulder pads and like a cool spiked metal headband. I'm like, all this is working. This is this great 80s design. Like. The the weapon and the armor design was just like top marks across the board. 
Also, we got actual payoff on the stupid thing that was introduced with what's her face. The the whole thing where if your mask comes off and a and a saint sees it and it's like, okay, well, this one's actually like, okay, this one's not messy and dumb. Like I can just I can just buy now that I know that this is a factor of the universe, albeit how clunkily it was introduced. It's like now that I know she either has to kill him or marry him, it's like, okay, well, the way you get a girlfriend in the Saint Seiya universe is you, this, <laughs> well, this is how you pop the question, is you fight them and knock their mask off. Because they're either going to accept or deny it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, the, Shun caught a case of the non-gays <laughs> where it's like well who do we think it's gonna be i mean if we're if we're looking at anyone in this group who's probably up to up to a little something and it's like well it's not shun dude that transformation sequence i was like it is incredible just how gay shun looks <laughs> it's sort of like hip twirl that he does it's like dude but yeah, it's like, man, Shun, it's a good thing we're all comfortable around you now. <laughs> one factor, another BS factor, which I think there's actually one more than I thought. So there's three. I said the first one, which is Shun gets a sudden power surge and can defeat the other Andromeda saints, which I don't know what else to call them because they're all from Andromeda Isle and they all use chains. And it's like, at this point, I'm not going to assume there's any sort of system about how this works. But the way he just gets the power and can suddenly overpower them is he has a flashback to Iki, giving him the whole speech about, I don't know, you aren't necessarily... Yeah, it's like you aren't necessarily supposed to be like the Andromeda goddess from mythology. It's kind of weird that you would just f go to that first. And then like, oh, I guess I need to give up. <clears throat> so he he defeats him. Or I guess the whole reason Shun is in trouble and is like in, in peril of being killed, being sacrificed to appease evil Pope is Sauri just like tells the other saints that we should trust Shun. Instead of going to try and help him. And it's like. Sorry. Trusting him. What if he decides to trust us? <laughs> like I think that's a, it's a two way street. Shouldn't he be thinking. They're going to know something's wrong. I'm always on time. So if I'm late. They're going to spring into action. And come look for me. Because why wouldn't he count on that? Like the whole reason we're all getting on this ship. Is because. We like need each other's help right now. This is bigger than one man is going to accomplish. So like that, <laughs> that speech was, I was just like, this is retarded. Like, this makes no tactical sense. So I laughed really hard at one point in episode 41. It was kind of right near the beginning, but it also, it, it leads into a scene that I, I think was completely unnecessary, but, uh, after Shun wins and he like gets to the to the airport, meets up with all of them. 
And, you know, his like, oh, it's just scratches or whatever. And it's like, I don't think that's she looks dead. <laughs> when he when they get onto the ship, it like does the thing where you're like, good, you edited it. You edited the part where he explains what was happening to everyone. But <laughs> the way it, it comes back is yoga is just doing the that's crazy, bro. <laughs> he does that meme almost verbatim. <laughs> and I'm just like, he yoga remains my favorite. <laughs> Because he does like just the he does the the too long didn't read but polite because we were finding out that, you know, it's it's 12 gold saints, which, by the way, I, I would like to repoint out how maddening how maddening it is that Moo is the Aries gold saint and Pope Aries is the Gemini gold saint. Bring me his body. Whoever made this decision, it would have been so cool, like in the moment. They're like they're fighting all the gold saints and or, you know, it could be Aeolus or Aeoli, whatever it is. Garlic Aeoli, Gar- garlic Aeoli, the um, the lion saint <clears throat> or Leo saint, I should say. When he's fighting Pope Ares, not the, the Ares saint. God help me. When, when he's fighting and, he, and he's like, how are you keeping up with me? Only a gold saint is this fast. And then, you know, Pope Aries just like has a little evil chuckle. It's like that doesn't tell you that he's a gold saint, but it does give, uh, you know, it does sow seeds that could sprout later and it would be satisfying because it's like, OK, well, he's also a big, powerful, evil guy. So maybe he's like. Stronger than you thought, and that's why this isn't going to be so easy. Uh, then there's a, a kind of a weird bait and switch where he has to go fight this dude who doesn't open his eyes, Gilbert Gottfried fella. I guess that's part of the act, as he keeps his eyes closed the whole time. I was like, is that? I, I don't know. Like, his eyes are just closed. He's not even, like, holding them closed. They're just closed. He just looks like he's asleep. Yeah, he has to fight another gold saint just who shows up and well, now this is who he's fighting. Yeah, even though here's the thing, it's going to take them longer than a thousand days or it's not going to take them a thousand days to get through all of these um, these temples, which like, because they, they literally don't have that much time. Like they have to get through before Miss Sauri succumbs to her uh, golden arrow wound, which is. I just thought she would have gotten a stand, but they have to they have to make it through all these in time. But like, yeah, they're, they're going to have to go through all these temples, fight all the golden saints. It's it's a thousand days. It won't take that long. So why did they have to do the uh, the bait and switch to have them fight another guy? Instead, it could just be that garlic aioli and Pope Aries are having a fight while they're doing this and then they show up while the fight's happening and then that can even be the reveal where it's like how is pope aries fighting this guy like toe to toe and then it's like where is the gemini saint and then that could have been that reveal yeah without the flashback well without any of it without any of salary like explaining how this works like like you could have just explained 
Because they were speculating there were 12 saints. You could have just left it at that. It can, it can just be the heroes are speculating there's 12, and then it turns out there's 12. It's like the reason they thought there was 12 is because, well, there's 12 Zodiacs, so maybe that's what it is. And then they could be like, what is the remaining Zodiac that we haven't fought? And it's like, it's the Gemini Zodiac. Well, where is that guy? And it's like, could it be the one that seems to be dual-natured in some way? That would have been a great reveal. Also, they know it was a great reveal because in the moment that they're explaining it, she doesn't say there is one Zodiac, which is which is, um, I don't know, like the symbol of, of being dual natured. They, they highlight it. She says that, but they never say Gemini. So it's like you filling that in with your brain is what feels cool. If only you could have actually done that. It's like that that would have been a cool reveal, but oh, well, I guess we just literally know that's the truth unless unless it's far worse. And that that's a another. Like red herring, and it's like, no, the red herring is the coolest thing you've done yet. Don't red herring the cool part. It's like, oh, no, he's the the goofy boy saint. If that's not the case, then uh, that is the new dumbest thing the show has yet done is spoil what would have been the coolest thing in the show and then literally not go with it anyway. <laughs> Everything else surrounding it is like well-structured, well-paced. Uh, the animation for these fight scenes has been has been great. Uh, there was like. What was it? There, there, there was some kind of like, I don't remember if it was a flashback sequence. But they were like uh, it, it was it was a new animation. It wasn't an old animation. It was like so, someone was was either explaining something or having some sort of vision. But it was like a bunch of just cool sequences that were happening. And I was just like, this show's really well animated. And I appreciate it for that. I wish it had like good writing around the great animation. Because it almost it almost feels like I, I'm being I'm, I'm being I'm getting nostalgia for modern day stories while I'm watching it. It's it's not it's not political, but it is bad. Yes. Shiryu gets back. I'm happy to see Shiryu because he's the best character. He's the main character. But. Uh, when they get attacked by that guy, I thought <laughs> this is this is something my brain did for me. And uh, I'm almost <laughs> I'm almost disappointed it didn't happen. But when they land at Sanctuary and they start climbing those stairs, <clears throat> and the guide who, who the the guy who's supposed to be their guide, and like take take them up up to see the Pope, like reveals himself as the assassin, and, and he shoots the phantom arrows at them. Which I was like, first of all, phantom arrows. This guy better be a phantom or these are clearly fake. Also, he just told us. <clears throat> but they all start dodging and the order in which they show them dodging them made me think that Shiryu was just going to eat one. <laughs> because they show everyone else dodging them and then you're like, oh no, Shiryu is blind. <laughs> he can't see him. So <laughs> I thought they were going to cut to Shiryu and he was just going to take like eight arrows in the chest. 
instant fall over. It's like, well, I mean, he was blind. I guess we shouldn't have expected much from him. And just from the implication, I started dying laughing and totally missed the part where it was like, oh, Sauri got shot with the real one. And I was like, what happened to Sauri? I had to rewind and see what happened because just imagining, oh, the blind guy. Touch them and then they all land in <laughs> It was too much. It was too much fun. It was too much for me. But yeah, uh, that gives us our urgency. It's like, oh, now we've really got a ticking clock. Yeah, and and we're excited for all of the fights that are going to happen. It's like we've got guaranteed action. We've got guaranteed stakes. And uh, the place we're going is like finally payoff. It's like we're going to fight the evil pope guy. Like I, I did. It's weird considering the way the rest of the show had been going. It's weird that we're suddenly doing this now. Almost to the point where it's like, oh, what, what took us so long? Here's the thing. I, I'm I'm not even sure that I'm supposed to think they were always on the defensive, but they have so many th- scenes where it seems like they're just killing time. Like there's so much of the show up to this point, like especially when you have scenes like early in the show where it's showing say it's just at his house getting the mail like no, nothing feels like there's any tension so it's like okay we are we clearly aren't in a hurry so i don't know how seriously i'm supposed to take this but then it cuts to the villain's perspective and it's like they're they are very busy and it's not like they're preparing. It's not like they're preparing for the the big war. They are doing it right now. Like they're in the middle of the stuff you. It's like we ran out of time. We couldn't stop them from starting their plan. Now we have to stop them in the middle of it. But there was such a lack of urgency in the show as a whole. I mean, sure, you getting to go on his little side quest. <clears throat> his was because he's like out of the game and can't contribute. But while he was doing that, I don't even remember what the other bronze saints were doing. Like Saya has his little battle with one of the gold saints, but it wasn't like they were all tied up at the same time. It's fine if they're on the defensive, but they were never all on the defensive at the same time. So it was kind of like, what's taking us so long to all regroup? We know where this is coming from. Like, gather all the resources we have. Because it wasn't like they were spending this time gathering resources. They weren't. Like, when when they have their... <laughs> we'll get to this. The, the encounter with Moo, where he fixes all their armor. But before they get there, they weren't, like, trying to fix their armor. Like, they weren't doing things like that. They weren't trying to get upgrades. Like, if, if Seiya was training, they didn't show us him doing that which is important like if if that's the thing that's going to be a factor as to why the plot is going the way it is you have to show us because if it's like they didn't think they were ready and now they feel like they're ready to go that's that's totally different but that is not the the vibe or the message when garlic aioli uh confronts pope aries and is like he's like why are you doing this 
Leo Saint or whatever. And, and then, you know, he says. My he's like, do you remember when you tried to kill the, 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 the heir to Athena or something and my brother stopped you? And he's like, oh, so you finally figured it out. <laughs> and it just made me think of the this was once revealed to me in a dream meme <laughs> where it's like, what's your source? I made it up. <laughs> But it was like, I mean, he's right. So I don't care how he figured it out. He figured it out. I'm not done denying it. I'm kind of bored up here. I'm I'm kind of glad it's happening just like you guys are. But uh, yeah, it didn't seem like there was any particular reason for them to wait this long. But I was just happy that something was finally happening in the story where it's like the protagonists are interacting with the bad guys it's like what are they doing okay well then what do we need to do in response because up to this point the response was i guess make it to the next day by not dying from one of the billions of assassins they keep sending our way it's like all of the assassins are coming from sanctuary and telling us that pope Ares wants them to kill us i wonder where we need to go to cut this off at the source. Cloth. Also, uh, still haven't been given a good reason as to why you wouldn't just wear the cloth all the time other than fashion. Other than maybe it maybe it get a little stinky. Because that's the whole thing this thing starts happening with Shun. This whole reason he was in trouble was, again, the first thing June does to get him off guard is separates him from his cloth. And it's like, yeah, that's the one. Of course. That's the one thing they're going to attack. Like you're carrying it around. Why not just wear it? It, it, it doesn't seem heavy. Because you're flying around doing all these crazy techniques when you're wearing it. Also, they are wearing it. Once they get on, once they land at Sanctuary, they're just in the cloth armor. And it's like, well, yeah, because because of course you should be right. I feel like we already had a good idea of what Cosmo was. And now you've turned it into something else. You've made it more specific uh, and you've made it less useful. How is it a sense? Because it's literally your like your power level. Like it's your spiritual energy. <laughs> they just accept that the sixth sense now must be instinct, even though the way they explain that is some people say that instinct is the sixth sense. So this must mean the seventh is the cut. And it's like, okay, in order to get to seven senses, we have to make sure we know there's a sixth. <clears throat> That's how counting works. But we're, <clears throat> we don't even seem to be particularly convinced that that is the sixth, but we are convinced that this is the seventh because mood told us throwaway line. People say that the sixth, sixth, I hate that word. One of the worst in the English language. The sixth sense is instinct. And it's like, we're just going to take that on faith. Which is ironic, considering we were taking what Cosmo was on faith, because that is the only way you can take it. Only now we're saying, oh, it's one of the senses. And it's like, what does it sense? It fuels you. It. It's your literally your meter in the fighting game. It's not a sense. Like this is the powers you can use and this is how much you can use before you need to recharge again. What, why is Moo telling us this? 
Like, why are we hearing it from him? Secondly, why now? Like, is this relevant? Is this because it'd be one thing if we're like searching for a reason? It's like our our cause, or maybe the maybe say one of the saints' cosmos stops working or something. We haven't been given reason to think that that's the case until Moo just tells us that's the case. Where it's like your Cosmo is not going to be able to match any of the gold saints until you have this information or something. And it's like, okay, we don't even know that. Like, we're just, again, taking this on faith from Moo. We're just going to trust that, that Moo isn't up to something. I mean, look at him. He's a little strange. He was behaving. Yeah, and he was behaving kind of strange when he showed up, like, especially since it was like, well, we're going to fight you, right? And I thought they were going to fight. I thought it was going to be like, Moo's like, you know, if you can't beat me, then you're going to die if you go past this anyway. So he's like, so I'm going to fight you as best I can. You know, the whole, the whole, uh, Spiral King justification, <clears throat> which would have made more sense. But uh, I like how instead we think we're going to get our first big fight, which it's baffling that this happens first. Like, I feel like Moo should have been placed second to last or maybe somewhere in the middle, because having Moo first, the pacing of the show is you're like, OK, first fight, let's go. And it's like, well, if, if they had actually fought him, this would have been good. Because it's like, okay, at least the first guy is our friend and like has our best interest in mind. So maybe he's not going to, you know, sadistically destroy us or something. He's like trying to get the best out of us. This will be like a sort of a quick training segment almost. If it had been a fight, this would have been fine for him to go first because it's like he's going to fight us to make us better and he's not going to let us pass. Even though we're saying salary's dying, he's like, I, I don't care, it won't matter. If you can't beat me, then you're not going to have a chance with these guys. And he can like be giving them lessons during the fight, which would have been a cool scene. But him him being this um, like shocking bait and twist, bait, bait and switch twist where it's like, oh, he's not going to fight you. Instead, he's just going to fix all your armor, but it's going to take an hour. And it's like, oh, how convenient. Twelve hours, twelve temples we have to defeat. Is this just going to be like for the for, for the cost of one hour, I can fully repair your armor instead of only you letting you go forward. Now, if that had been in the middle, it would have been like, oh, I'm not sure which one we need to take where it's like we we've come this far. Yeah. And, and like, say, hey, we've made good time, but our armor is pretty smashed up. So it's like, what do we want to do here? Like, we don't even know how much stronger the next saints are going to be or how long it's going to take us uh and you could also ha have had some variability in how long it took them to defeat some of the saints where it's like yeah two of these guys are easy but that one we lost a lot of time to that one so we're not even sure how much time we have left can we sacrifice four hours to give us like good as new armor <clears throat> that is how you could have made this interesting you know by having it in the middle or by having it at the end for the same reason with significantly raised stakes where it's like, OK, we know we're about to go into the final battle. That one has got to be the most unpredictable. 
and we're really tight on time. Like we thought we had made good time, but like you could even have it to be where like maybe only one of them still has a cloth good enough to still fight. And it comes down to, do I want to fight him alone with my slightly damaged armor? Or do we want to sacrifice four hours to all get our armor fixed and then go in there? And you know what you could do? You could not show us what they decide. You can instead cut to like sail walking into the fight with Pope Ares. And the fight could start and then like. He, he like, you know, he thinks he's getting the upper hand on Saya and like Saya's armor. Say it looks like it's damaged, but it was like a fake out or something. And like Pope Ares, like maybe he knows what Mu is up to. Like he knows that he's either he's, you know, he's t- saying to himself because you have to establish if Ares knows this or not. Like if he knows it's happening, he's like either they're not going to think they have enough time. Or they, they will have enough time, but maybe Pope Ares doesn't necessarily know how long it has taken them to get here. He's just waiting. Uh, like, say the only thing he knows is that the the arrow actually, I don't even think he knows if the arrow connected because that guy died. So he he doesn't even get that report back. Or you could, you know, explain it. He's not just waiting. He's still fighting uh, uh, the, the Leo Saint or whatever. Anyway, a number of ways you could have explained that better. And this could have been used like it could have been useful. And then it's like it could be the fake out where it's like, say it did. They did decide to get the armor fixed and then all the other bronze saints ambush Pope Aries in the middle of the fight and save the day. And it's like, yeah, maybe that was like a dishonorable tactic, but it could be after Pope Aries has revealed his whole plan. And it's like. Yeah, we know this is the bad guy who's not been playing by the rules and now we can all like descend upon him. And you also keep from letting the power creep get too out of control because it's like Bronze Saint Seiya against Golden Saint Gemini Pope Ares. Like, let's say let's say at this point in the story, he couldn't win that one on one. Let's make let's say he needed everyone's help. And it was just a matter of like being clever and using trickery, like say, uh, say his armor looks like it was damaged. So he's like, not only could he not get it fixed, but there is no help coming. So he, you know, maybe lets his guard down a little bit. All of this could have been way better. I know none of it's going to play this way now, but it was so weird to have that be like, all right, first fight, let's go. It's Mu. Uh, give me an hour. I'm going to fix all your armor and then you can move on. And it's like, <sighs> OK, and then 40 episode 42 keeps going and it's like, OK, OK, well, that's take up too much time. Uh, weird how it only took him an hour for like four sets of armor this time, whereas when he had to do it for Seiya and Shiryu, a long time ago, sure, you had to like disappear for 12 episodes and then. Yeah, he had to use his own blood. <clears throat> but now he's, you know, it's just an hour for all these. I don't know. Don't read into it. I'm especially I don't expect much of Saint Seiya because it's like, well, what do we talk about? Right. <laughs> We can really just react to what we see, because at this point, at this point, I'm so 
the whole like like making up how it could have been better was just because I thought about it. I wouldn't have put work into that. <laughs> it's it's so hard to be like, I wonder if this will happen. It's like I can, I don't know what to expect from this show ever. I'm always on my toes. Well, if someone asks specifically, should I watch the original Saint Seiya series? I'm going to be like, it's pretty, but it's not good. Like, it's pretty and, and the dub was done well, but it is not a good show. Like, there are plenty of pretty shows that are very good. Like, I, they would have to have seen a bunch of other stuff before you start dumpster diving for this one. It's like, have you seen Trigun? Have you seen the good stuff? Because otherwise, this is something that can like be on in the background. I, I would not recommend trying to sit down and watch this and take it seriously. It, it's not good for your health. You you will take damage. Well, but we're doing it to. I mean, we're kind of clowning on it, so that's part of the fun. So. If you're going to watch it with like with people who are uh, fine with having their time wasted by your stupid idea. Sure, but, you know, you could watch Birdemic instead. Yeah, watch something shorter that's outstandingly poor. Because th that's, you know, that's fun and it's not wasting too much of your time. I wonder when Iki's going to turn back up because he is at some point. I like how Iki doesn't have to get Moo's little armor repair because his just resurrects after like over time. Right. I mean, he, he, he could even die near the beginning of the journey then he'll show up near the end. Which is a that that's a fun little plot mechanic. <laughs> it's like we have this character. Uh, he can lose, but he will come back to life after a uh, very explicitly non-explicit amount of time. It's like. Some amount of time, we will not tell you. It will never be certain. We've never had anyone do a stopwatch on it. It's like, Iki, what were you up to in the afterlife? The what? I don't know. As far as I knew, I was, I was just now dead. With Iki, it's like he fell asleep. He doesn't remember how long he was asleep. It's like, I don't know, what day is it? And they're like, I don't know. Calendars have been outlawed. <laughs> the, the writers made it illegal to know how long anything takes. Anyway, um, killing people's bad. Go beyond plus ultra. Break, break these chains of fate. Really sounds like a journey lyric or something like that.